Anime and friendship hour. Anime and friendship. Anime and friendship hour. Anime and friendship. Handcrafted old funny song. Fresh big for you. Your bird. French anime Power. Friendship Power, the show where we're friends and we watch anime. And I like anime. Cody. It's cool. It's cool. He's Especially a this anime. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the point is, we talk about anime because we're friends. We become even more friends because we've talked about this anime. Yes. We watch it, it too. We watch it. We talk about it. We record it. it talking at, about at it. At your home. We write a blurb on a website about it. Mm hmm. Uh, it's the whole package. We oh, we are we're a real triple, quadruple, quintuple threat. Yes, but we come at you only in one medium, which is audio. Yes, only one sense. Only one sense is is, is a tech because there's so much there, right? Ooh. We don't want to want to target audience. Why don't you just close your eyes, listen to this? I don't want you to imagine green fields only we're using the theater of the mind here <laughs> now imagine you're a small little hedgehog oh you're so soft oh but what but is you this? gotta go fast <laughs> you gotta go real fast well, what's your favorite gemstone there little hedgehog oh is it an emerald we haven't done any sonic is there sonic anime there's sonic cartoons right i remember that growing up i don't up. think they're like Oh, there is an anime. It was like one that was like, because there are cartoons that are produced. It was like an American cartoon. Yeah, American cartoon. I don't want to say it was produced like made in America, because honestly, they're probably doing a lot of the animation like South Korean. Right, stuff. yeah, yeah. That's how, that's the name of the game. Like The Simpsons. Exactly. Um, but there is one that was like made for Japan and ah. then translated. I, I think I even remember like a Mega Man cartoon, but again, it was like a Western cartoon mm -hmm. style, even though it was probably made in, in Japan or Capcom yeah. or something. But, um, but yeah, Pokemon is considered an anime. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, the, the all animation is technically anime. Oh, that's right. That's you know, right. Yeah, it's topsy turvy. <laughs> Swervy worvy. Yeah. Oh, one thing I noticed. Uh, we just did the uh, Gundam episode. Mm -hmm. I forgot to bring up. Um, some of the the Roboton guys, the green and pink ones, they like half of all the Mega Man enemies look exactly like those. And so since <laughs> Mega Man One, I think came out in 1985 or 86, yeah. it was like it's probably like super heavily influenced by that. Oh hell yeah! Um, it's probably not. Hell yeah. I don't know. Did you do a lot of Mega Man growing up? What did you do a lot of Mega Man? Was that ever a thing for you? I did not. I do remember watching the cartoon of Mega Man. Oh man, you came from the cartoon. Okay, that this yeah. was like my core game growing yeah. up franchise. Oh, really? So this was like Cody's. Thing. Like more than yeah. Zelda or, or Mario or whatever was was fucking Mega, Mega Man. Man shit. Is, I feel like Mega Man is a dark horse about for a lot of people in that regard. Yeah, but it is definitely a, a staple. Now, how do you feel about Mighty Number no. Nine? Um, I, I would... for listeners who don't know, Mighty Number no. Nine is a ripoff Mega Man game made by the guy who originally made it. Right. Who originally made Mega Man, but yep. then he lost the rights got sold to Capcom. Right. 
Yeah, or he left the company. Or something. Maybe. It's, so it's, it's an indie Mega game. Man yeah, it was a Kickstarted side. indie game, and I was going to like it and play it, but then by the time it came out and got reviewed, it was clear that it really didn't it live was... up. Or I don't even know if I could sit down and play a regular Mega Man game today and yeah. enjoy it, like other than like nostalgia reasons. Mm. Um, and so apparently it was kind of just an okay game, and it had all these problems with its Kickstarter funding and following through yeah. on the promises and whatnot. And so I, it was pretty. It's a very beautiful 2D game, which I, oh. is hard to get now. See, a lot of what I've heard about with people saying, like, oh, that was a fucking cash grab. Oh, why? Oh, well, because that, that's the problem with these Kickstarter things. So they raise, like, bazillions of dollars, and then they kind of, like, come through on the minimum viable product with yeah. the thing you're supposed to get. And then it's like, well, what happened to all that money? Um, mm-hmm. But also, video games are really expensive and take a long time. And so when, yeah. they, when they're delayed and they're not as good as you want them to be, it's like, well, this is fucking hard. So yeah. I, I sympathize, but also I wasn't, like, knocking down doors to support it. And I like how Capcom has been, like, making, like, Mega Man, like, 9 and 10 and 11 are, like, kind of old school, like, like mm. 16-bit or 8-bit versions. So it's like they, they're having fun, but... Okay, we'll do a little check-in. Oh, <laughs> we got a little segment for the check-in. Things Courtney found on the ground. Ground things. Ground things. All right, do you want it in chronological order or relevance? It is. Could you tell a story? They're not related. Okay. Uh, well, then chronological order. Okay. I don't know. So this first thing, I'm going to make you. I didn't find it. I don't know if it was ever on the ground. Oh. But it was a already found- Already we're shaking the foundation of the fan favorite segment, Things right, Courtney Found right. on the Ground. We're not in Things Courtney Found on the Ground. We're in Things Found. <laughs> things Found. Found Things. And Received. Um <laughs> So and transported time, into exactly. my home. I'm by getting scared. By the time scared. you listen to this episode, uh, I will probably have resigned from the Children's Discovery Museum. Ah, and those poor there's children's. many reasons, but the main reason is that I can't imagine it getting better than what happened today. Look what I got from the Lost and Found. <gasps> it's a card I can't... It's a Yu-Gi-Oh card? It's a Yu-Gi-Oh card! Oh my god, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card! Specifically... Blizzard Princess, look how many stars that has. It's a hollow. Oh, fuck, you get fuck, you got a foil Blizzard Princess. Yes, and it's a oh. cute anime girl. And it's it's like an effect. Level nine or whatever. And it has 2008 attack. Limited edition. You realize, like, that's a good some card. child out there is like yeah, still they, crying. I fucked their deck. <laughs> their whole strategy, they're gonna be. That They're going to be drawing and drawing and drawing, waiting for Blizzard Princess. <laughs> Guess what? It's not there. Hard of the Cards won't save you now. I got it. <laughs> By virtue of finding one card, it was probably their favorite card, and they ran around with it in their hand and mm-hmm. wasn't even in their fucking deck. Or do you think it was an adult dad's, like, I have my Yu-Yu. I have my Yu-Yu deck when I take... I need to review my stratagems. <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep at night. <laughs> You're right. I ruined a child's life. <laughs> I was given this. It was proposed. I like... Oh. I, so I was at the front desk. Yeah. Um, Me and the guy who like works the front desk and so like two other people we were like, oh. I was like, oh, is that a Yu-Gi-Oh card? And he was like, yeah. And we are talking Yu-Gi-Oh. And he was like, hey, you take it. Oh, okay. And so like, someone okay. else did the the, the yeah, dirty work. Yeah, they decided that. And then you, the, I just accepted that through force of friendship. Now have contraband. I mean, I, you know, the that's guy, awesome. I it's I a foil. Oh, okay. Um. All right. But smooth transition. All right. Into things going fine on the ground. Na 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 na. 
Crab things. Are you ready for a bud? Are you ready for a nice guy? A nice guy? A I nice, like guy, nice guys. A nice guy? What? Oh my Are god. Are you ready for a Kawasaki motorcycle man guy? Is, is that one of the riders? Yes. Um, on my way to Cody's house near the, uh, um, what's it called? The, the taco place? Uh, 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 Jalapeno Rojo. Jalapeno Rojo. Uh, uh, I found a green Kawasaki, uh, uh, plastic motorcycle man. Oh man, by the abandoned lot? <laughs> yeah, by the abandoned lot. There's also an empty bag next to it, and I was like, hmm, this probably has a story, but I've got segments to produce. <laughs> uh, He's so, sitting. He cannot stand up. That's right. He looks I, very I think, uncomfortable. I think he joins the Jesus picture. Ah. Oh, I mean, I have to keep it here? <laughs> oh. Oh, is that He looks dirty. <laughs> well, that's because he is dirty, Cody. God damn it. He was in the dirt. <laughs> He's dirt racing he's he's, biking. A little dirt, he's a little dirt guy oh he's nice his, his arms are like out like in a like he's doing like a hardcore gymnastic thing he looks like he's gonna do a dance <laughs> i love this guy <laughs> i feel like we need to put a picture of this guy on the uh episode thing sure well uh <laughs> okay new rule whenever we have a thing courtney from the ground a segment we'll yeah. put a picture up okay that sounds good that's good that'll immortalize it and doesn't have to stay here mm-hmm. <laughs> i always thought so the get the, the the listener could you know be in on it oh enjoy it all with us this of course that's my first priority <laughs> <laughs> that is my property value <laughs> you ruined your sink <laughs> i know this has been a disaster for this condo today cody tried to snake something out of the drain um and now i have a snake stuck in the drain <laughs> And the, and the snake, sink. you've got to get out of that drain, <laughs> Colonel. It didn't even make sense how snake. I got stuck in here. It looks like you're stuck in a drain. <laughs> I got this, Colonel. Semioticon. Try using the, the uh, screen, the, the box thingy. It can help you get out of tight situations. <laughs> snake, I'm. This is my Meryl voice. <laughs> Meryl. Wait, wait, oh, we got Amy text. To be fair, I blame myself for the snake in the drain. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, like, um, she trusted me to do something. <laughs> and then it's really her fault because, you know, what did you expect? It really took one what? second for me to get stuck I, in there. Cody, you're the peak of, ma- like, traditional 1950s era masculinity can take care of any household problem. Oh, we got more? I feel like I have a 1950s era masculine <laughs> drinking problem. Oh, what did we get? I gave him an industrial snake. I gave him a, yeah. I had a little plastic flimsy snake and I was like, well, what harm can this do? <laughs> and Amy was like, no, no, let's let's really break something today. Too much power. <laughs> oh. Nothing I should ever have my hands on should be industrial <laughs> in size or in Heart. In any way industrial. Yeah, except for maybe like recording equipment. And even mm. then, like, vocal posture is just totally ruined. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone can honestly tell the difference between what we sound like now and what we sounded like four episodes ago when we were on. But we can tell the difference in our heart. <laughs> yeah. And it looks cooler, which is important. You're like, microphones for you are is like eyeshadow for me. It was like, yeah, I just want a new one. <laughs> when it gets on there, when the final product is done, 
<laughs> it's not going to look any different, but right. I want a new one. This is for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is for me. Yes. <laughs> What's your check-in, bud? Oh, uh, my check-in. Uh, we went we went to a, a minor league baseball oh, game. Oh, sports. And sports. Sports. And I, 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 that is a test of self-control that I failed. <laughs> Like I drank a lot on the weekend, especially, but man, minor league baseball put me way over the top. You have no reason to feel guilty. This is what it, this is the purpose it serves in society. I know. And it's like such a cheap game. Here's the thing. Minor league baseball drinking is for minor league drinkers. It's not for a pro like you (laughs) who can just get it done on a Monday night. Easy peasy. Yeah. Oh my god! I hope I I I hope everyone wasn't just being polite. I think no. I had it together. You did. We uh, hung out with friend of the show Adrian and friend of the show Lizzie last night, and they didn't like give me a concerned look, mm-hmm. and so I think I passed that test. I, I mean, we seriously could have like recorded an episode about Evangelion. Like that's how gone I was. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the last time I was that gone too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, I believe the San Jose Giants won. Yes, and it's the San Jose Giants. San Jose? Uh, oh, yes, not a. San Francisco. No San Franciscans here, yes. my friend. But you uh, know what? There was one glorious, shining North Carolinan. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm what, talking what? about Dylan Dobson. <laughs> Dylan Dobson, that's right. You had he, a favorite player. He, okay, first off. He was the only one who like really got shit done. Was yeah. he not? He he did a lot. He did a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> His hair did a lot of heavy lifting too. <laughs> he was beautiful. Also, I just like there are two guys. There was Dobson. It was like Cody. It's the D version of you. Uh, yeah. And then there close. was Robeson. Yeah, oh, that's right. Like this is the dude everyone at these mics is introducing. <laughs> I don't know why my last name is so hard. It's two syllables, and they're both like they're common the words. Most bo- basically, possible. Yes, it's basic, like me. <laughs> um, what are you gonna do? Listen to Taylor Swift and drink your pumpkin spice chai latte, and wear your UGG boots and eat your avocado toast and destroy the economy. <laughs> oh, millennials! <laughs> millennials, we're all gonna die. I, I, uh, um, I got, I got ice cream in a hat. Me and Adrian got ice cream in tiny hats. Oh, yeah. That was adorable. Very good. You guys, you have a very ice cream-based relationship. Yeah. Me and, me and Adrian, from the show, me and Adrian, we had to reconvene yesterday and be like, we we are eating too much fucking ice cream. <laughs> you don't have the most healthy of friendships as far as like- We enable each other yeah. in terms of ice cream. Is there any ice cream heavy or ice cream uh, based animes that we could have around for the third for Adrian 3? Oh, I'll figure something. Out. <laughs> you, I'll figure. Something you're not even out. worried. <laughs> I'm not even worried. Uh, oh. But enough fun. Enough fun. A time but, for business. Time to talk about this extremely not fun, very serious anime. Very serious. Really, really needs to be dealt with. Unpacked. Actually, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching Kill a Kill again. Kill a Kill Two. Mm-hmm. Kill a Kill a Kill a Kill. The, the as fun packed as it is, as it is problem packed. <laughs> But that's what makes it fun. It's so fun. It is Here, by far the most fun I've had watching anime so far. Yeah. Here's the thing with Kill a Kill. I feel like it's kind of the appeal of Game of Thrones, where people will complain, oh, they did this problematic thing. They did that problematic thing. But I feel like people get like a joy of talking about why things are problematic in Game of Thrones. 
as opposed wait i feel like the action of saying oh they did that that was problematic oh yeah it yeah. happens so continuously that i feel like people kind of there is like a pleasure in it's there's a pleasure in it it's a cycle we know it yeah yeah it's like a mental <gasps> exercise too. okay i didn't watch the last episode but i watched episode three which was the one where it's the one where I feel like stuff finally got started happening. Oh yeah, yeah, the invaded. Do we feel and this might be worth cutting out, but do we feel Jamie <laughs> was butt shamed? Butt shamed. When was that? They set up a thing with your own talking I don't really want to talk about this because it's so gross. <laughs> they they okay. implied that Jamie likes pro- pro- prostitution. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do we feel like he's butt shamed? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's would it, is it better or worse if that is possibly true or if it's just I a don't, generic insult? I don't insults? think it's the thing that the thing is the scene was put in. I was like, if this is a gag or something, it's dumb. Like in this particular yeah, scene, but he was talking to like the pirate guy yeah. who was trying to get under his skin, yeah. and so I felt like that made sense. Now, whether or not that was yeah, the best then choice, later, they made. then later. They have a frame of shot, and it's straight up his butt, and Cersei's hand straight up. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I think the implication oh, is... Oh, there was a rumor, and he actually heard it, and now yeah. he's giving it back to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welp. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I don't... I don't know. They didn't really have to go there. They didn't have to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's really cool castle scenes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I feel like the season uh, being so short is taking a long time to like really get shit going. Oh shit! I mean, oh, episode oh I haven't three, seen episode four. Ep- I know shit happened in episode happens. three, and shit is even happening more in four. Mm, so it's, it is picking up steam. Uh, I feel like they either have so much longer to go, or they just need a bam, 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 end it. Yeah, I kind of I, I hope it's like a nice like resolved ending and not mm. like the the adventures would continue you know or oh, i don't yeah, know no. but uh it's so built up at this point can it even possibly can satisfy it, anyone the thing is it's created it's given such history and treated as such so much like oh this is the hap these are just historical happenings the things that go on and it kind of is like what however it does end it's like you can easily see how this will fall apart Right. Whoever ends up on the throne or whatever. This is going to fall apart. Yeah. I mean, the ending is probably going to be the resolution of the, the, the win- only winter, right? The end Game of Thrones is for that whole world to be destroyed. <laughs> because... It, That'd be great if the, if the snow people won, and then it's just like, cut to ten years later, and there's just like a snow guy on the throne, like, <laughs> bring me my wine, snow creature. And he's like, hey, okay. Burp, burp. Give me some snow wine. And then there's someone in like the foreground is like lurking, like, soon I will be the snow king. And then, <laughs> exactly. It's like, we've set up this world where everyone is constantly able to lurk and plot. <laughs> it's like, what? how can we come to a real end? <sighs> Boy. Uh, Game of Thrones, good show. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. People enjoy it. <laughs> um, Why are we talking about that? Oh, yeah. The yeah, other problematic thing that people love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but th- this, I don't know. I There's so many characters that are just amazing. And yeah. it, this is a show. Oh, this show. Um, so, where we, we start with, we left off at episode four. Episode four. So, this is the um the one with the no tardy day. No late day. No late day. Uh, so, is this like, is there any parallel to this in like Japanese school? I think this is, I don't think this is like a super, super established tradition, but I 
bet it's a thing that like a few schools do enough that it's a known thing. So what what would be the concept that would possibly exist? Like, I think the idea, from what I can tell, is like it's just like a campaign by the school to like let's just have a day where no one's late. Ah, let's see if we can do it. Or yeah. so like maybe like people get extra yeah, punished. Yeah, you know how like. Like schools, like, hey guys, let's litter less. Let's get you excited to not litter. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? I'm going to fourth period. Eat my ass. <laughs> yeah, our school went crazy with that. Um, yeah. I didn't know where, like, in seventh grade, and it was like, if you were caught like chewing gum, like not littering, but just the act of chewing gum, yeah. it, like you would be like, it would be worse than like uh, a disciplinary thing. Ooh. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even litter yet. It's just thought crime. No, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Were you a, 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 a tardy or on time student? I was, us- I was almost always on time. Yeah, 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 I was too. I remember I was late once and I got in trouble for it, but it was because I accidentally went to the wrong class and then mm. I had to go back across the whole school and get different books and come back. And so it's like I didn't even like try to be bad and I was still had to like go to a thing and I was Ugh, like, I'm it. terrible. Ugh. I feel like as I get older and I see other people receive no, like, there's this anxiety in the back of my mind that if I'm late for things, people will be very angry and yelly at me. Yeah. But then as I get older, I realize that that doesn't happen to anyone else. Why would that happen to <laughs> me? And yet somehow I still feel guilty when I'm late to stuff. Yeah. No, it's good to be. I don't know. Like we, we It's do a, good to be on time. We do a lot of group activities things, and it's annoying when people are just rolling in late all the time. Oh. I I mean, I've, I've long since... Ca- stopped caring about being late to improv stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, honestly... Improv's all around us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Improvise my lateness. <laughs> uh, um, so this one, I texted you in the middle of the week. It's like, episode four, great use of game. Yeah. There's a lot of recurring yeah. gags that escalate, uh, which is great. So like they, they set up like this obstacle course. Oh, yeah, yeah. The idea is like it's no late day. And the disciplinary committee sets up this obstacle course to keep the no stars from getting to school on time. And it's like a culling of useless students. Yeah. And uh, uh, right away, uh, they get saddled, uh, Ryoko and uh, uh, Mako, mm-hmm. uh, with, a, with a, a, a fellow classmate who's injured and, oh, and yeah. cannot make oh, it. Oh, the other thing that's making this complicated, that that very morning, uh, Mako's mom decides to clean Senketsu. Oh, that's right. And she gets really defensive and because she doesn't realize it's sentient. And they kind of yeah. established a rule that I don't know if they made it clear before, but no one can hear... Yeah, no one can hear Senketsu talk except for Ryuko. Yeah, so they all just think she's crazy, which is yeah. really funny that they run with that for a while. So yeah, like she's she's out there in her pajamas, doesn't even have her uh, her, her super I costume. And, and now she's got to do a whole obstacle course. What the fucky? Uh... I don't know. It's it's like a theme parky kind of oh, yeah. deal, and they're always, it's like it reminds me of those um like wipeout elimination challenge <gasps> yeah. or whatever. I remember those like those started like blowing up when I was in college, um, and they were fun. I just never got super into them. What, what was your feeling? Because it was they um, were... I remember most extreme replay and the overdubbed voices. Yeah, and thinking like this is like not funny. But somehow it's very funny. Yeah, I, I I remember feeling a little uncomfortable because it was it the the, fa- the the original Japanese game show was so over the top it was humorous yeah. on on purpose. Um, but I was wondering how much of my college bros around me were just laughing at the fact that people were speaking Japanese and acting silly. Yeah, you know. Uh, but it was a silly show. So most extreme replay with the dub. I don't. It's like you're. <sighs> The dub was really funny. Like they the wrote like was, jokes, yeah, right? Yeah. Like so. There's and that's real... what I was saying. Like the jokes weren't great, but every now and then, uh, you'd get one that was like, 
Okay. You got me. And it was enough to stick around for a whole show. (laughs) Because in between, like, not always great jokes, there would still be those stunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it kept your interest visually while you listened to essentially our riff tracks or our mystery science theater kind of thing going on. Um, uh yeah and and the jokes were like they had no inside knowledge so it was literally like people are watching what you're watching have no idea yeah. like you know and then coming up with jokes so they they it rang very true because it was like and this guy's wearing a funny shirt you know <laughs> and like that's all we had to work with too and so there was something I loved, it was like that guy's wearing a funny shirt and just like like that could have like been a line right for, for a, a a sixth fifth grader that was like mm, the peak of dry <laughs> observational <laughs> Uh, uh, so that's this episode. There's, she's like jumping on like crocodiles yeah. and shit. It's really funny. And then yeah, the reoccurring gag is the the the, the, um, the dad, the son, son, and the dog are trying to like drive Senketsu back to Ma- to Ryuko. Yeah. But every time they do, every time they get close. Oh 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 no! The uh, um add-on student broken arm somehow pulls down uh, Ryuko's pants and we see get a panty shot. Yeah, and then all of their noses bleed. Yeah. Like comically. Did we have have I ever explained to you the nose bleed thing? I, that my my follow-up question was what is going on with the nose what, bleeding? The nosebleed thing is a way to like indicate this 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 person is very aroused right now. The idea what? is what <laughs> You can't show a boner on TV. I guess that so makes sense. So the idea sense. is like your blood is like rushing so much that like bleh. Uh, okay, okay. Which is not so, a thing that happens. <laughs> well, if anything, it's rushing downward so fast and maybe it comes out your nose because it's going from your brain to your groin. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 this is just the Looney Tunes thing where your eyes go out of your head and your tongue goes down, yeah, right? Yeah. Or whatever. yeah, this is the same thing. But this is you're saying this is a well-established thing in oh, Japan. Oh, it's a well-established thing. Do, do they ever do it in, in real life? Do they ever? I guess not. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah, no, Cody. <laughs> Japanese people's circulation is not like... <laughs> maybe there are a few people who's like... I got really weird veins, bro. No, I I didn't mean like. I'm sorry. I meant um, live action, not oh. real life. Like uh, in in Frasier, they always had Niles's uh, nose start to bleed when he was lying, mm. and so that was like a reoccurring like character choice. Um, does it happen in live action? I don't know. I <laughs> you know what live action? I feel like is much more tame. Yeah, and you can show that someone's like into somebody with like yeah. facial expression and don't need to rely yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, a jet stream of blood flying out of a car. <laughs> um, I, 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 I huh. I've never, not that I know, but I've not gone into Japanese dramas as much. Yeah. So maybe are they as, as hyped as Korean dramas? Cause I hear about, those. I think K dramas are more hyped, more hype. That's cause a lot of times they have, um, K pop singers. Oh, and I think K pop fandom is, it's much more intense than J-pop fandom. Yeah, that's that's with as little knowledge as I know, uh, it's K K over J yeah. J K. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> you have in J-pop, you have more like live events for fans, which is going to be in Japan, right? Whereas um, K-pop, it is more like mainstream music, so you have like enough music videos and interviews and stuff to like. Uh. Uh, uh, feed a fandom that does not live in Korea. Right. That yeah. makes sense. I did hear that um, uh, Girls' Generation was trying to do a concert in San Francisco like two years ago. It ended up getting canceled due to lack of something. That or... makes no sense. Yeah, I know. It was sad. Um, but I, I don't know what kind of venue they were trying to sell yeah. out. Maybe it was ridiculous. Um, but 
If baby, if fucking baby metal can do a concert, ah, you're some right. <laughs> some band. I'm sorry, they're a gimmick. They yeah. look, they might be talented yeah. girls on their own, but they're a gimmick. People appreciate them as a gimmick. Girls' Generation is a fucking <laughs> real ass established girl pop group. Yes, yes. Come fight me, SF. <laughs> fight me. We have more SF things to come. <laughs> baby metal is just like an act on ellen right yes (laughs) i mean and like again i'm not gonna say these girls are are not talented but they aren't established like fucking girls generation fucking g oh my god run devil run oh my god (laughs) and i don't i'm not even a fan of girls generation but i know when to sit down and respect Next, you're gonna tell me Shinny can't get a concert? Fucking Shinny? Uh, Ring ding ding dong? One of my buddies at work was really obsessed with Sistar, but I think one of of them got like in a car accident or something. Uh, There was like this whole thing. Sistar is not as big a deal as Girls' Generation, but I feel about the car accident thing. Uh, My my favorite group, and they weren't a big group either, was Miss A. And they had a weird storyline, a real weird narrative. Because um, they were supposed to be created to be a very dance-focused group. Because uh, um, that's a much bigger thing with uh, um, K-pop groups than American right. like boy or girl bands. Um, but the youngest member ended up getting super popular as an actress. Oh. And so she ended up spending all of her time doing that. And it delayed a lot of their stuff. And they didn't put out as much. Oh, man. Like, their albums are usually, like five to six songs long didn't they watch perfect blue don't they know how this ends i know they and honestly i because they've all kind of fallen apart and got started doing their own thing and i kind of wish that at a certain point they would just said all right she's not on the group anymore yeah move on and i think there was hesitance to do that because there's this feeling like oh we can't Susie brings in so Susie what's her name brings in so much like appeal. She's like such a big star oh, of it, right? That like for the company it would right. make no sense. You can't drop your most popular, but person. for the group itself, that would be the only way for them to survive. And they didn't do that. And that's uh, oh two God. of them ended up doing solo careers in China, and the other one is Failures. trying to do another group. <laughs> and they're all really great singers and really great dancers. One of them, my favorite, was actually uh, um. Lil John's apprentice, I remember. What? She was a gonna she was training in America for years and she was set up to be like be this uh big pop star. Like she was uh uh and like Lil John was like all oh, like oh yeah yeah min 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 she's gonna be great. I don't know how like hard he did that, but she yeah. was called Lil John's apprentice, you would imagine. Yeah, wow. He's had some investment. That's crazy. Um and then she went back over to Korea and they're like, Oh, you're gonna be the Beyonce of Korea. And so like Early in her career, she was very talented and set up to like be super like uh, successful, and then she signed on for this group, oh, and it wasn't no. a bad group. But the way things turned out, my God, you could have been touring um, with Little John. <laughs> and I feel, and it's a weird situation because Susie, not that she's a bad actress, but I think like part of it was that she got put onto the stage when she was sixteen, mm. and in a culture where youth is so idolized, yeah. She's like, you're 16, and you're a very pretty 16-year-old, and it's not hard for everyone to be like, oh, you're the best favorite one, because anything you do is going to seem more impressive. Oh, she was the young one of the group? She was the youngest one. Uh, okay, she's Elvin. Yeah. 
What? <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh no, he wasn't yeah, the youngest one. He was the middle one. Yeah. Fuck. No, but she did. She did album them by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And so I, I, I feel bad for all of them because they're all very talented and they're a very good group. They, they had probably the strongest dancing than any girl group I saw. Wow. Yeah. Oh, ass. Miss A, man. <laughs> I didn't realize. How long has this been going on? Has this been over oh, for a while? Oh, I want to say they started like. 2010 okay yeah and then so they're like, all last year on. they they it, by the time la- by 2016 things had just like kind of fallen that way mm. and you know you announce like oh i'm gonna be doing this as a side project yeah but then everyone has a side project so at a certain point it's like oh i get it yeah it's like i don't want to hear your side projects i want you to get back to writing game of thrones you know exactly (laughs) anyway anyway uh fun episode she they get to the end i guess i don't know if there's beats in the middle you want to cover but there's not really oh um so they get to what they think is the academy like oh i just didn't get a class now but then uh oh what Mike, guess what? micah was a double agent the whole time yeah right she was part of the disciplinary committee traps department <laughs> and she's like i'm gonna steal senketsu wear it and and become even stronger than satsuki yeah and she does wear it and it does activate and yeah. uh uh is kind of pissy about it because she's like what they're gonna do that in the first try Fuck and you. i had like three episodes to figure this yeah. out um but alas it, it, the the um what's his name the outfit doesn't uh yeah doesn't active it doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he he resists he 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 does his best but i feel like it's uh 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 i feel like it's a bump on the knee thing like a doctor hits you on the knee you're gonna kick right so physically but eventually like locks down and like turns yeah. her into like oh, a yeah. board he, or whatever he keeps her from moving and stuff yeah so he does his best yeah and then he has to cough up all her blood at the end <laughs> so, so gross because i ass. forgot that that's going on the they blood kick thing. her ass and they get they get to school um and and then then michael gets kicked out of the school by um ira yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, they get, there's some crazy action sequence where they're on like the uh the the ski lift and they crash it into oh, the Oh yeah, building. they crash into the classroom. Uh, and then it's really funny. Very the, fun. Uh they get out and they're like, I'm here. Like as he's calling the attendants out, right? Of course. Um yeah, super fun episode. I felt kind of dumb because I, I when they set up that this was the third this was a friend that they're helping, I was like, Oh no, is this a character that I missed? And this is oh, a real thing. Of course not. It was the double agent the whole time, whatever. Um, um next episode episode five yeah introduced to sumugu sumugu the uh the bounty hunter bounty he's not a bounty hunter what did you get the part the idea that he was a bounty hunter well he was a they call him that right they say like he's like an assassin or something he's an assassin he works for nudist beach which is an organization right he's not doing things for money he's doing it for a cause okay you're right i didn't think through the implications of bounty hunter being different than assassin i just meant that he was like a a not a rogue well we learn later that he's part of this organization organization. he shows up acting on his own he'll still like bend to the whims of it yeah but he's like i got my own agenda yeah and his theme is like he has sewing supplies mm. so he throws needles and he's got little spool bombs and, it, and like, shit it's neutralizes goku uniforms it's very fun yeah uh and then this one is just basically like following around and they're fighting yeah, right he's like, just like fighting uh um Ryuko. we get introduced to uh my favorite character nono and jakuzure is that the uh, band leader that's the band leader yeah amy likes her too <laughs> i love her she's a like 
three and a half foot tall pink hair with giant marching band hat. Yeah, the marching band uniform is great. He's got little stuffed animals and shit. Oh, and as you, you showed me, uh, the voice on the sub is far superior yes. to the voice on the dub. Let me dub. see if I can get uh, um, some illegal audio on here. Yeah. Yeah, let me get some illegal audio on this thing. This is just a taste of what makes no no Jakuzure great. Nani <laughs> sore! Uh, I I hope we get to see more episodes that like actually involve her because she's just kind of oh, like yeah, on do. the periphery. But she's one of the like higher. She's like the elite four, she's part right? Of the elite so, four. Yeah, of course I'll come later. Um, uh, and she like gets um the cultural clubs to so there's like this face off between Sumugu and Ryuko. And then in the middle of it, um, Nonon gets the um, cultural clubs to, like, be a third party in this. And there's the 100 Poems by 100 Poets Club <laughs> and the Rakugo Club. What's that? Is it, There was one of them that were throwing cards, right? That's the 100 Poems co- uh, oh, Club, which okay. is, like... Is that a concept, 100 Poems? Or is that just... Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I, I know there's a game where you, like, read the first few syllables of a poem... And then the person, they're like well-known poems, and the person has to like guess it. Oh yeah, uh, it's like um, name that tune, but exactly it's, it's poem. Um, but I feel like the one hundred poems club would be something more serious than that little gamey game. Yeah. Um, I like the Rakugo. When I was I was in the gym watching this, and when they had the Rakugo club, I was like, ha ha. Wait, what's that? Um, Rakugo. I explained it. It's the um. It's a classic comic storytelling of Japan. Oh. You sit on a pillow and you have a fan and you just tell you a little story and you laugh at your own jokes a lot. <laughs> so it's like clowning kind of like yeah. single, single it, person. It's, it's actually kind of the opposite of clowning. Uh, oh, because there's like no physical Yeah, no, you just like, I mean, actually there's a big physical component in how you present it, but it's all abdomen up. <laughs> your body you just sit down i would, you don't need to do a lot oh man i would like that because in every improv scene i'm just looking for a way to sit down <laughs> i'm just tired <laughs> um uh so yeah i don't know she fights the clubs they i forget uh, oh it was that. they said that the satsuki had some like ulterior motive in letting the clubs attack sumugu and stuff yeah it's it looks like they got beaten but then satsuki's like you did just what i wanted no no yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but then what, what's they, the... they they're they're setting up this thing in this episode and the next few episodes about Satsuki Satsuki using uh, Riko's presence in the school as a way to like call the weaker students. Right, everyone's got to fight her, and the ones that lose are, yeah. are kicked out. You get you hit the road, Jack. There's so many students at the school. I guess they show it's like a tower, like it's, it's a whole like city. It's like the but... only thing in the the town in the city. <laughs> We don't get a lot of like, yeah, except for that very first scene in the first episode. We don't get a lot of outside the school time. Yeah. Uh, I guess the dad works at a back alley clinic. Yeah. So I I remember the the sewing guy like confronts her in a bathroom and he's like, he keeps keeps creepily saying, um, like, take off your clothes or I'm going to take your clothes off or whatever. Just the whole thing. This is a whole series. (sighs) This Uh, whole series like frames is like, we're going to use these words and you know it sounds like this. But also in the world of the show, it has its own meaning. Right. Because he wants Senketsu. He wants to destroy Senketsu. Is Too dangerous, name? right? Yes. And he even says some line that's just like, you're naive to think that humans in clothing can live side by side I or something know. like that. It's beautiful. But um, Senketsu protects uh, Ryuko. Yeah. And uh, like 
jumps in the way. And then the, the band leader shows up, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then that's when they he realizes that he's on like the wrong side. I don't think he does. I think... Oh. He j- I think I'm sorry. No, I okay. better no, 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 no. <laughs> Senketsu protecting Ryuko because he thinks clothes and humans are opposed. When Senketsu protects Riku, Ryuko, he's like, what? Oh, yeah. And then the, the clothing actually talks to him. Yeah. So it shows oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. ability to communicate with others if it wants to or exactly. if, it, if it needs to or something. And that convinces him that, oh, there's more going on here. Yes. Um. And, th- and then when Nonon attacks, uh, he like gets them out of there and takes Ryuko to um, Sensei, Nipple Sensei. Yeah. So is he the homeroom teacher? Is that the same guy? Oh, oh yeah. Nipple guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How did you ever get confused on that? I I was just making sure there wasn't two dudes. No. There was one dude. There was one guy. Sometimes he wears glasses and talks with an affected voice. The other times he doesn't, and he's a flashy, flashy man. Yeah, beautiful, perfect man. Oh, and Uh, (laughs) him and Sumugu are on part of the same organization. Right. Nudist beast. We find that next. That's hilarious that that's the name. And they don't really explain why that is. They just take their clothes off while they're doing it. That's probably where their uh, team building exercises are. Or <laughs> um, um, yeah. So uh, next episode is we get into the Elite Four. Yeah. We dig in. Yeah. So the it's the backstory episode for um, um, Sanagayama. Yeah. So he he met he met the uh, he used uh, to be the leader of the Northern Kanto gangs. Yeah. So he's got kendo a kendo stick. Yeah. Uh, which he humorously uses while other people use swords later on. Um, they met, it was third year middle school is when you met oh, yeah. uh, King Shit Lady. Uh, and then they mentioned that was three years ago. And I always forget that like the, the main bad person is like a junior or sophomore. Or yeah. Right. Um, oh, well, if it was three years ago, that would be a high school. Oh, it would be, oh, it would be a junior to... in high, in, in Japanese high school. Right. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. still another year of junior high to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure what that meant. Junior high is four grade. years. High school is three years. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so anyway, he's the big bad guy, and he's got a yeah. three-star uniform, and it turns into like this super yeah, armor he wants battle to, armor. He's like asked Satsuki permission to fight Ryuko. She's like, mm, "Okay, but don't fuck up." Yeah, and which he is does, a big deal. and he does pretty good for a while. Yeah, and his thing is he his can deal see is very that well. They can tween his eyes to move really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really blew the budget on that. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's causing him more eyes, and so he can like see micro expressions and stuff like that, and so yeah. therefore he can block all the attacks. And then his 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 power armor like comically just produces more kendo sticks yeah, that just, he just poke. like shoots kendo sticks. Yeah, and they don't even like swap. Like kendo sticks are like blunt on the front on the yeah. top, and yet that's always he was always like poke 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 poke. <laughs> uh, uh, which is funny. I mean, they'd still hurt uh, yeah. if you got like impaled by one, but. Um, I don't remember any, uh, my, my one semester of kendo, I don't remember any lunging, piercing attacks. I remember mm. they're all slashing yeah. overhead sideways. Um, it was not a, not a pokey poke. Oh, what did you think about Sasuke's move in the flashback where, um, he like goes for a, a, a slashy slash and she just like guts him. She just like clothespins him. <laughs> Those lines him. Yeah, I don't know. It was just supposed to be like one of those things where like the action hero can like do a backhand without looking and yeah. just hit a guy that was like just having to be there. I just read it as something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know. If I don't it was know. I don't know. Maybe it was like real kendo thing. Oh, I don't. I don't. You never get like behind the person. I guess that's true. Um, you fight like in this weird line. Real kendo is not as exciting as the anime would have you believe. No, but it's still sword fighting. Mm, and that's it's, true. it's usually a legit, uh, real Japanese sensei who's mm. like ninety years old teaching you. So yeah. there's a lot to be excited about. But yeah, it's not a. 
Uh, and you get, you get to make loud noises. You get to do all the nah. TIs and stuff. So I have fond memories, but I did hurt my head a lot. <laughs> so yeah, so, so uh, she figures out she can like uh, cut the... She uh, cuts part of uh, Senketsu and yeah, blinds all of his eyeballs. Yeah, and then she wins. Uh, and then... Everyone's uh, like, fuck you, Snagiyama, you fucked up! Yeah, she beat one of the Elite Four. That's a bad precedent. Bad, bad precedent. Probably bad got a lot press. of life fibers out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, so he decides he has to go back and... and, and, and so re, he, re, re, change his ways. He was too prideful in his eyes. Yeah, so he gets... He gets his eyes sewn shut, uh, and they do this like him. So they're not removed. So I guess that's good. I don't know. It's kind of gross. It's a little extreme, but yeah. look, it's dramatic, and that's what everyone loves about it. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he goes back uh, uh, to the challenges. Ryuko again, and Ryuko's like, "Ah, I know how to beat you, you dumb shit." Uh, but Senkensu's like, mm, "Not the same. Watch <laughs> out." Uh, and he's he's traded his ten gen getsu whatever the fuck it was his really good eyes for really really universe mind seeing eyes. Yeah, and his other they did the thing where like oh your other senses are heightened, which is yeah. true, but they always like make such a big deal about it. Um, and he just kicks her ass. Uh, and he's only not winning because his suit overheats. Yeah, yeah. And so like beep beep goes down, and she takes off, and uh and um. Gatsby's like not she's pretty cool about it. She's ooh, like, ooh. you didn't lose, man. Like yeah. you, you know what we get in this episode? We get a call from one of my favorite characters, Ragyo. Oh yeah. Sasuke's mom. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. It was a very fashionable fashionable white haired lady with a rainbow coat. Wow. Yeah. So she's like that the matriarch of the family that owns the school. Yeah. Okay. Uh you were very excited when that came on, but then yes. not a lot happened. Um, oh, oh, you know, it's interesting. They uh, begin the episode by showing, like, how in sync uh, Yuko and Senketsu are. Yeah. Um, but then they, like, cut to Satsuki, who's, like, taking a shower after trying to wear uh, Junketsu. Right. He's all freaking out. Yeah, so it's showing that she's struggling with yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's uh, reverse has happened. Ooh. Mm. And she's also uh, drinking a lot of tea in this episode. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, chilling with the butler, and we get to kind of see a little bit more about her. Um, like and yeah, and uh, she tells uh, Uzu that uh, um, they can have tea together if he, yeah. if he's successful. Uh, and then when he is, he's like, nah, tea's too hot for my tongue now. <laughs> he's a super taster. Oh, oh, what's it called? Neko, it's, I can't remember the actual words. Neko jata, but means you have a, you have a, you have a cat tongue. You can't eat hot food. Aww. Oh, cute tongue. I thought it would be like a like the super taster thing where you're just too sensitive to like salt <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Is that a real thing or is that just... It's a thing in Japan. Oh, yeah? the, the idea that like, oh, some people can't eat hot foods and they have... We call that having a cat tongue. Why do cats... Is that a problem for cats? My cats eat fucking everything. Know. Although they're not super healthy today. So maybe that's on me. We know not to give them like super spicy food, but like they're surprisingly resilient. It's like not about spiciness though. It's oh, you mean like temperature hot? Temperature. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's so good up, good up. Good up. Now we get to the great app. <laughs> great app. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh! I'm looking up the the idiom, nekojita. Okay, and that means cat tongue. That means you got a cat tongue. Aww. Can't eat hot foods. Do they do they have one for um your teeth are too sensitive to like eat ice? Because I have that a little bit. Oh, like I always like to get straws with my water in, in restaurants and and be careful with ice cream. 
So I would have like a dog tooth. <laughs> oh, you do not want a dog tooth. Oh, shit. Is Let that me a- tell you, Yogos Lanthimos can tell you all about it. Wait, what? There's a movie called Dog Tooth about this um, family, this mom and dad who like keep older kids in their in this compound and teach them what? like the wrong meanings for words and stuff. What? And, and they like can't stay in this compound and they try to get this lady to like come in and have sex with their son and then at the end they're just like ah we gotta pair one these they have one boy and two girls and at the end they're like I just gotta pair this boy off and one of the girls and the other one of the girls uh um like tries to escape the compound and she like is in the trunk of her dad's car and we don't know if she ever got gets out of the trunk or not Jesus. Is this like a I'm assuming it's a horror movie of it's sorts? It's not a horror or movie really it's more like just a Look at this weird shit that did you ever see a dark comedy? It's not I hate, I hate a comedy. Those. It it's European. Oh. It's a movie about weird things yeah. exploring the weirdness of human nature. Did you ever see Lobster? No, Lobster. Amy did and loved it. And then it's I know I shouldn't learn too much about it before I see it. Yeah, you shouldn't. I shouldn't have told you old what I did about dog tooth honestly but you'll probably never see it so it's okay and uh i think amy would want me to watch that one and we don't have a lot of movies so probably will wasn't there another one where like there was an avalanche and like someone was cowardly and anyway oh, oh. i don't know uh you're up they make movies that are an avalanche where someone was cowardly is this a, the same greek guy oh i don't know it's i don't know oh oh you mean um I know it's like three Force Majeure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about the Swedish family and the father doesn't he get when there's they're at a resort, the ski resort, and there's an avalanche, and the father goes for his phone before he goes for the kids, and they're all fine at the end of it, but they all understand that's what happened. Yeah. And yeah. it destroys their family. Right? And it ends with all of these families marching along forlornly unhappy with their lives what a what a great time uh, i can't believe i haven't gotten around to see that yeah yeah pretty good europe uh europe so this this episode kicks ass uh, this episode is great uh it's um episode seven um, um so they're get so ryuko has to fight so many people she's like fuck it i'm gonna start let the fights come to me i'm yeah. starting a fight club yeah fight club uh just cute uh it, it also she's it opens on her having a great time with the family and being mm-hmm. like wow this is awesome and, and yeah. i'm feeling loved and all this food tastes great and i'm not all grumpy butt about it like and i used I'm, to be i'm getting predated on but that's not anything nor unusual yeah that's uh, the peeping tom thing comes back a few times uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. um uh and then yeah so uh they start the, the the club and it turns out there's a lot of paperwork and and, and administrative work mm-hmm. that needs oh done. they have this thing that's like um got Ida's like, you can't have a club unless it's sanctioned by Satsuki. And Satsuki's like, you can have a club. <laughs> yep, from her tower, she heard. <laughs> um, all, all the fights like leading up to this and mostly taking place after this uh, are very one punch banny. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, here's a person introduced and bam, they're dead. Yeah. Uh, and then it's over and over again. But they fun. don't make that the gimmick and the joke of the whole series. <laughs> they, yeah, they they had the appropriate amount of fun with it. Mm-hmm. It didn't lose their mind. Um, so Ryuko makes Manko the club president. Yeah, and she doesn't want to at first. Right. Um, but they get so successful, so good at being a club, that um, their family station in, because they set it up in like the first or second episode, that like where you are in school ranks is where your family is. Yeah. Um, 
And so their station in in the the city and life gets higher and higher as the club gets more successful. Yeah, she becomes a one star. She gets a new outfit, which yeah. she loves, and they move into a condo that has like basic amenities, and they all love that. Uh, Everything's great for a while. I just want to say, this is where this show I, I talked in the first episode. Like it has incomplete thoughts, but the thoughts it has are very good. Yeah, because this episode really hits home the point it's trying to make about like. The way class and education are tied, ah. and not e- I think when we talk about it uh, here in America, it's like about oh, these kids come from poor families and they can't perform as well in school. Right. And I think there's there's definitely that going on here too. But it's also like looking at it from the other ways, like the way these kids perform in school is directly like I guess I'm saying the same thing. It's like kids feel a pressure to form. To perform a certain way in school based on where they come class-wise. Uh, sure, yeah. So I feel like it, like if you're uh, uh, from like uh, a poor family, like either you feel like you have to really, really work, or you're just like this is not this is not going to help me in any way. Yeah. Um, and I think this show really like gets that. Um, huh. Oh. Because like. They're perform. This is still school for them, yeah. And that and that's that what's like changing everyone's life. And to um, make another point specifically for Japan, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but the um, choice of having the father be a doctor is right. interesting. In that, um, so I need to look up the word for it in uh, Japanese. He's like the least. Financially successful. Oh, Dr. oh, I, oh, I have a whole other angle on it that you don't even know. Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> um, oh, ba, 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 loading to get on the Wi-Fi and search. So, um, there's this thing called the burakumin, which is, uh, and I think the preferred term right now is actually something much, much longer. But these are people in field of Japan who are like, there's a caste system, and they were like treated as lower caste based on their occupation. Okay. Um, and it's usually occupations that had to do with like the body. Like, so if you're a butcher, if you're a leather worker and, um, kind of, if you were a doctor, you would be a brakumin. Oh, the early like doctors of Japan who started like writing things and, uh, like really recording and like creating this, uh, medical knowledge. A lot of times they would be doing this with the help of, uh, people in these, uh, fields. Like if like from butchers and, like just these uh, guys who knew how to cut through meat and stuff. Wow! And they'd be like getting knowledge from these guys, writing it down, and getting the credit. Huh? Um, and so this like, it's not as much of a thing now. Certainly not. Um, but like, there are still areas like Japan is not a place that's known for slums, but a lot of the slums it does have mm-hmm. is because of these communities because they were like. If you had a last name that was tied to that, you would be less likely to be hired. You were right. Like, so like oh, you were from that. You're from like that bad family, like so that. So, like the economic caste system still yeah. has ripple effects. Um, I think that's really only known or um talked about it in the like Osaka or Kansai region anymore, if I'm correct. But like most of Japan. Actually, like, a lot of kids in Japan don't even know it's a thing because because it's not like um like America has its caste system. We we identified uh, black people as like the slave caste because then 
generationally, it's a thing that perpetuates itself because you can visually say, oh, you're that. Right. Um, and with this thing, it's not as strong because it's the old, like, Japanese people. Right. But the name thing did kind of act as a, like, oh, you're a that. Sure. Um, so these were, like, like generations would work in the same where, industries? Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, a culture where, like, you learn the trade your father did. Right, So yeah. it perpetuates itself. You use your grandfather's deck. You exactly. You train you... with your father's sword. Exactly. <laughs> So um, to make him a, a, a doctor, I feel like maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if it is, it's a very like mm, smart choice. <laughs> uh, um, so that's kind of this show. It's like it's kind of got one foot. It's in like, like got the... smart choices, but then it also wants to be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> it's like your friend. It's like I feel your, like it's, like, it's, it's like yeah, it's like it's like any friend. <laughs> any like, friend you've you ever have had. good points, but you're also an asshole. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't think I have a lot else to say. Just that, and the other angle, the 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 less subtle angle they were making was, uh, they become more preoccupied with material wealth yes. and less happy as a family, and that, mm-hmm. and then they have to. Realize oh, they that. also but, like um, the more they go up in the system, the more they become ac- assimilated into the Honoji like class thing yeah and it's like either they can be disenfranchised by the system or they are complete slaves to it ah yeah capitalism am i right so like the dad ends up going to like strip clubs or something yeah the mom goes to host clubs is that what that is that what else? oh yeah yeah have we do we want to talk about host clubs i think we do because there was like um, gentlemen with yeah with champagne these are um, places that are pants. made for ladies usually older ladies where just like attractive guys will wait around and sit and talk and flirt with you and you'll <laughs> and they'll sell you expensive alcohol They're like oh you should order that like they'll like talk you into spending even more money, uh-huh. but it's just like, hey, old lady, you have disposable income. Come get flirted with by a cute boy. Ah, uh, so it isn't like they don't get naked. They or, don't get naked. Uh, sex, but they'll just flirt with you. I'll flirt with you. That's all you. <laughs> is it common? I mean, I know this episode is ridiculous, but like, is it common for like a white somebody who's actively married and living with their husband to still do this? Um, or is it for like widows and like? I think it's for people or. I, you know, a lot of times, like, unmarried, like, if you're in your 30s or something, you're like, let's go have a fuck. I, maybe, maybe not, but I think they're, you know, like, some girls are like, let's go have a fucking night out, go to a fucking host club. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a I think it's party. the kind of thing, it's like, it's like a, a, a male strip club where, like, let's just go to see what it's like. Yeah, okay. And it's then I think thing. there might be some, I always perceive, like, older ladies who would go, like, look, I, I want, Look, I want to get conversated up. Yeah, yeah, that's my money. That's right. I and I don't know if married or unmarried really plays a role role in that transaction. Really makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the that's what the mom does. Dad goes to what looks like I think a regular strip club or something. Yeah. Uh, the the kid the boy goes to a chocolate shop and offers to buy chocolate for all the cute girls that mm-hmm. show up when you purchase chocolate in that quantity. I suppose. Yeah. And then the dog. 
buys a car and then feeds local reminds, local bitches his uh, dog food on the roof. That reminded me of Oliver and Company with the fancy dogs and their dog society. I don't remember what you're talking about. Oliver and Company was a Disney movie. Oh, I never. But a little it. cat who was like raised in a very fancy home, oh. but then it, it it got lost and it got taken in by these street dogs. Oh. and his dog had to be a, a little street cat. But then there was a fancy dog. Oh, oh, the fancy dog kicked Oliver out of the house because it wanted to be like the one pet of the house. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. I remember Homeward Bound. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, uh, I guess I didn't have a lot of class over there. <laughs> they were just lost. Uh, um, so that uh, every time they move up, uh, Mako looks more and more fabulous. Mm-hmm. She uh, right. The first time she was up in glasses, I just loved it. Oh. Uh, and yeah, she's turned into like this super type A like but like like scheduling budgeting nightmare power seeking person. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and I the, love her. Yeah, she's the greatest thing. I her her speeches. I guess we haven't talked about. She usually gives. I don't know. If she did one of these last couple episodes, mm-hmm. but typically at the moment of crisis she will give this very speech entertaining about, like, speech why ryuko's great yeah and then um, usually involving embarrassing ryuko or just like straight up like like a uh, physical comedy oh, we didn't gags. get to the fight yet though mako tries to set up this big fight with uh ryuko and the elite four to like get to the top of honoji yeah and ryuko's like fuck that i'm out of the club yeah, and she then sees Sa- what's, what's happened. Yeah, she's been alone. Even the peeping toms are gone, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, oh yeah." The idea that, that someone would ever miss that is preposterous, ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyways, that was really driving their point home. Then Satsuki, uh, like, gives Mako uniforms. Like, hey, have fun, beat her up. Yeah, gives her a two star. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. She turns most- into a Jotaro. It's a JoJo outfit, and I haven't even seen those JoJos yet. And yeah, I, I, I know. Knew, I and knew you knew was- I was so proud of you. <laughs> How far I've come. And a big, nice uh, hat thing, and like mm-hmm. uh, big collars and, and, and straps. It was and so sleeves. good. It was amazing, and to see her like fight, and she had like these these uh, the, the, these sandals. knuckle things that said Mako on it. Yeah, it's all bling and shit. Uh, it's it's, it's full on Mako. Uh, it just makes this the best episode. <gasps> Did you notice on her calculator she had a sticker of her own face? No, she cute, does. Though. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Self branding. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's when uh, Satsuki gives the whole, so Ryuko and Mako are fighting, and then Mako's family shows up, and Ryuko's like, you guys, gotta stay out of this, because Mako's gone nuts. Yeah. And, and they're like, fuck you, Ryuko. Mako, kick your ass. Yeah, they just get into it. They're like, yeah. this is good. We're rich now. And Satsuki's like making this point, like, see, people are greedy, and they're pigs, and they need to be controlled, because I'm, I'm Friedrich Nietzsche over here. <laughs> is that, is that, I don't know. It's something between Nietzsche and Ayn Rand. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure. Because it, it is like a... I don't know if Ayn Rand... I don't know what her views on like bad rich people were, or if that even existed. Just this idea of, like, I'm stronger than other people, and so I get to control them. Right. Yeah, I guess even just taking wealth out of it, I guess yeah. that was it. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Point made and, and Mako fight, and they uh, she decides to stop fighting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like... Hey, parents, why aren't you stopping me from fighting my best friend? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, she realizes she comes to, and then uh, she's just Mako again. Yeah, which yay. Mako and every- I miss Mako. And, and, yeah. and, and the family, after Mako gives her a little speech, they're like, yeah, we were, we were wrong-o. <laughs> they all tear off their clothes. Yeah. They're running down a hill. Uh, and, yeah. It's it's everyone forgives each other and, and Ryuko's like, look at that, Satsuki, you're wrong about humans. <laughs> 
And it's all happy and good times. Yeah. It's a really sweet episode. Yeah, and then they go back to their, their slum house and they're happy and they're eating their, yeah. their fried garbage again. And it's, uh... I, I gotta say, there are some lines in the show that when I watched it in the Japanese, it's like, this is really fucking inspiring. <laughs> uh, but when I watched it in the dub and I heard it in English, I was like, that is a dumb fucking line. <laughs> and it, it was like this, a few times, it's like the same exact words. Oh, you just heard it. And, but like when uh... I hear it in English, it's like, yeah, bad things are bad. Great insight. <laughs> and I'm someone, someone who's gone on the record saying that being mean is bad. Right. That and was, being positive is nice. It is. And recycling <laughs> generally a good idea. And drink water. And drink water. <laughs> we, we get political sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry for the hot take. Sorry for the hot take. I just there, think was, oh. that hugs are fun. <laughs> fun hugs. And that's all I want to say. TM. Uh, they, I, I am a sucker for... Um, uh, key in in uh, different usage of uh, fight music and mm. theme songs, and this did a cool thing of playing the ending theme at the height of the fight and start rolling credits yes. while the episode is ending. And it's just a small yes. thing, but it's so high. I it's like great. it. I, love I, it. I, I was having so much fun with this. And then we get a little teaser for the next few episodes, the next wave, the next arc. They kind of change and. They uh the student council talking to Satsuki and she's like, Yes, I've used this to call the students in the Japanese. She's like, We're going to have a general re-election. Oh, she did not say that. No, she did not in the dub. Oh weird. It's kind of the only reason for that teaser to be in there. She did not say. Right. So the idea is that her she's going to be real oh she's she, going to like she is a she is a democratically elected person yes. is the idea right yes. so uh uh ooh. oh that's exciting yeah i'm having i love i love dumb humor and action shit like this but i love process and institutions mm. and people moving up and down like that was my favorite part of one punch man i don't know if they're gonna get they're gonna go as crazy into it as they did i but, don't uh, think they do yeah but even having the star system and moving up and down the star system or whatever uh is great. great love it um people going from one star to two star and having that like make them visually upgraded <gasps> or whatever oh this was thing that happened she figured out how to like make her sword have another level to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then she also figured out how to make it have two less levels, so it, she yeah. doesn't carry around that, like, attache case anymore. I don't know. Is that how you say it? Attach? I, I, that's how I always hear attache. it. Attache. It's, it's attache. A, it's a little more of a another cultured word than I'm... James going. Bond thing. Is it? Attache. I feel like they always talk about attache cases. Yeah, they do. I, I just remember from video games where you still have no way of carrying it but like in your option screen the guy's yeah. got like a, an 8 by 10 foot attache case with like three grenade launchers in there so it was cool that she always carried it around before but now i think they're like okay you get it now yeah, now she just got it. her surge when she needs mm-hmm. it and, and we can and we can just move on with our lives which is cool i love how much this show says you get it yeah because as an anime fan like someone who's in the genre enough i was like yeah i do get it yeah it, it's uh it's 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 respectful and it's hilarious and it's it's respectful of every, everyone but women Right, I, I, mean, <laughs> I meant it was respectful of its uh, how yeah, smart its audience is. True that, true that. Uh, it is terribly not respectful of so many uh, uh, <laughs> things. Um, um, I'm excited to learn more about nudist beach. Mm, uh, nudist beach. Just and all, every time that guy like just starts taking his clothes off, it's just hilarious. He's fine. And, uh, the... We got a lot of dude butt. Tamugu yeah. gave us some dude butt. <laughs> Sanagayama, you have some dude butt? And it's always in front of Ryoko, and she is never like into it at all. Uh, she seems to have no um, love interest. <laughs> or, what, what is, what she is seems to have no love interest. She seems to have no love interest. Is it Mako? 
Yes, it's Mako. <laughs> she only recently... they're lesbians, Harold. <laughs> they all. She only re... okay. You probably blew out the mic on that one, but she probably uh... lesbians, Harold. They, she only recently started even enjoying time with her. Uh, so it's no. a slow. Yeah, but it's like she was saving Mako in the first episode. Yeah, that you're was right. her thing. You're right. When yeah. she um like gets it about Senketsu, I, the the thing that action that happens immediately before is Mako being like uh uh, uh I don't know if she hit or but at least like shut down by Satsuki. Yeah, it, she's, she's constantly reacting, uh, reacting to the Mako things. Yeah, but she never has a nosebleed. <laughs> no, but well, there's a thing in the end. Okay, okay. okay. Actually, we won't get to there, but I'll, I'll I'll tell you when we get to the end what we're gonna get to. Okay, well, I'll keep watching it because it's uh, okay. I'm legit excited for it. Okay, well, that's yeah, that's uh, that's that's a uh, yeah. kill, a kill, a kill, a kill, kill, a kill, a kill, a kill, a kill, a kill, a kill. <laughs> Um, but I think it's time we go somewhere. Oh, would this be an area where there's like two walls that meet, but then there's mm-hmm. open space for the other? And there t- might be a, like a floor, maybe. Maybe. Um, but it's more important, like what occupies this space? What is taking uh, ownership of this space, Cody? Is it fan corner? Fan corner, you got up in the fan corner. That might have blown out the mics too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So today, our most listening SoundCloud city. Yeah. Is not for us. It's not exciting. No. It's it's just. Two hop skips and a jump over. Still enough of a hop skip and a jump to prevent either of us from going there on a regular basis. <laughs> but all the same, San Francisco, California. San Fran, the city. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk, I wanted to do some poetry. Yes. I don't have poetry, but I have information on a poet. Ooh. And I feel like this is going to be just as much like fun, but hmm, <laughs> I want to talk about Jello Biafra. Jello Biafra. How many names is even is that? That's two. Okay, so now Cody, you're from Wisconsin. You don't know. I don't know what you're even talking about. Um, he was person? the lead singer of the Dead Kennedys. Oh, yeah. That guy's name was Jello, or is it? He, I know. Or did he change his name? It was Eric Reed Boucher. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. Yeah, take some of the fun out of it. <gasps> That's okay. So Dead Kennedys is like a classic punk band, right? Yeah. He is uh, a musician and a spoken word artist, and that's why I was like, oh, oh. Poet, poetry about San Francisco, Jello Biafra. Okay. But that's not as interesting as uh, the things he's done in life. Okay. And I want to talk about uh, uh, um, specifically his San Francisco mayoral campaign. Wow. Did you grow up with everyone drawing the Dead Kennedys logo on the desks and shit? I don't even know the Dead Kennedys logo is. It's just like a satisfying geometric shape because it's a D and a K. Oh, oh, that shit. Yeah. yeah, you've seen that, right? It's like the Super S or something. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it always looked somewhat like... Maybe just the shading. It looks like something a white nationalist would have on their head. Right? It looks like some straight-edge shit. I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> um... I don't know if um, straight people are white nationalists. That might have been unfair for them, but sorry. <laughs> okay, so he ran for mayor of, of, um, of, of yeah. this, this San Francisco? He, yeah. He, uh, um, do you want the whole... I'll read the whole Wikipedia blurb. Okay. In the autumn of 1979, 
and I'll add commentary. <laughs> Biafra ran for mayor of San Francisco using the Jello ad campaign catchphrase, there's always room for Jello, as his campaign slogan. <laughs> Alrighty, off the bat, we're sufficiently in the land of too cute. <laughs> <laughs> Having entered the race before creating a campaign pa- platform, Biafra <laughs> later wrote his platform on a napkin while attending a Peter Ubu concert where dead Kennedy drummer Ted told Biafra, Biafra, you have such a big mouth, you should run for mayor. When you're writing your campaign on a napkin, here's the time to ask, are you helping or hurting the political process? <laughs> As he campaigned, Biafra wore t-shirts from his opponent Quinton Cobb's previous campaign, and at one point vacuumed leaves off the front lawn of another opponent, current U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein. Oh my god, he to- ran against Dianne Feinstein? Yeah. To mock her publicity stunt sweeping streets in the downtown San Francisco for a few hours. Okay. So he just, like, cleaned up his opponent's, like, yard? Yeah. Uh. It was, like, to make a point, like, oh, oh you're doing, you're doing, doing you're rolling, posturing you're for the poor. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay, I can get on that. On the other hand, again, hel- helping or hurting. Right. He also made a whistle-stop campaign tour along the BART line. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Hey. Uh, supporters committed equally odd actions. Two well-known signs held by supporters said, if he doesn't win, I'll kill myself. Oh, my God. And what if he does win? <laughs> Which I can respect those. Both of those, I can respect. The, in that pairing uh, yeah. is, is, is what pretty if magical. He... <laughs> I don't, was what that... if I have to keep living, guys? <laughs> what would that even mean? I wonder, is the Bart as obnoxiously loud then oh. as it is now? or is it? There's, there's more. Um, oh, jeez. So his platform... Uh, had unconventional points such as focusing, forcing businessmen to wear clown suits within city limits. Okay. <laughs> Erecting statues of Dan White, who assassinated Mayor George Mascone and city supervisor Harvey Milk in 1978, around the city and allowing the Parks Department to sell eggs and tomatoes with which people could pelt the statues. So your oh, idea is like a joke. I was like, wait, back up. He wants to like. It's like, it's, but then it's to the. The idea of, is, we'll like joke set up a statue of this assassin guy, and then we can make fun of them. Right. But it's like, this how is, about we is, just don't joke about remembering the killers of too late of like which which had to have been like three years ago, yeah. right? How about your platform just be let's have a statue of George Mascone and Harvey Milk. Isn't that good enough? Yeah, right? It's too, like, tongue-in-cheek to be a good thing. Wait, he was assassinated in 1978, which means it was literally last year. Yeah. Jesus, fuck, man. <laughs> like, oh my god, I never put I was, that together. What right. the fuck? Because, yeah, Diane Feinstein was, like, r- running around during that time, too, so that makes sense. That Wow. Oh, Shit, god. man. Uh, <laughs> um, then some other dumb bullshit. Uh, but then, next sentence... Biafra has expressed irritation that these parts of his platforms had attained such notoriety, preferring instead to be remembered for serious proposals such as legalizing squatting in vacant tax delinquent buildings and requiring police officers to keep their jobs by running for election voted by the people of the neighborhoods they patrol. Okay. But if you want to be remembered for those good points, <laughs> why don't you just make good points? Yeah, you're trying to have it both this is ways. So, I feel like it's so San Francisco's like, let's have an idea about something. But can we also be cute about it? Yeah. Can we be cute about this? It's. I mean, there's so much like social justice in punk rock, but it also I 
have a hard time taking any of it seriously. It's also, and it's because there's a lot of this like acting out garbage that they do too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, are you an adult or not? Like, yeah. I get that you don't want to be a, a a Democrat, but like, exactly. No, when you're when you're talking about a, throwing a, eggs a, at a, assassin statues, like, yeah. I don't care what your why don't what, you what your just section have eight a, bill yeah. is like. I don't care. <laughs> um, it's no matter how good of an ally uh, a, a straight white twenty something, even beyond twenty something dude is. Yeah. It kind of, when you're doing stuff at this level, you're only, you will only ever just be an ally. Right. It's like, there's perspective you're not having on this. Right. Is this your story to tell? Yeah. Question mark. Or is, again, it's just like helping or hurting. Oh, I see. Like just the execution. You're like there. getting like, in the, why yeah. don't, instead of you like being an obnoxious asshole, use your platform to like, hey, here's someone who could do a good job of this. Yeah. It's like uh, when Al Franken ran for Senate, he like dropped all of his comedy stuff. Like, he's still like a funny person. Yeah. But like he didn't make joke spectacles out of anything. Yes. He was like, I've actually cared about these things for a long time yeah. and I'm going to do a good job at this. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I Parks and Recreation, as much as I feel like it got into a too empathetic real emotions to be funny sometimes. Yeah. I do feel like it has done a lot to instill in, like, a young generation, like, the importance of sincerity in yeah. terms of, like, government. Right. Like, the the, the the fact that Leslie Nope wasn't... She was always passionate about what she was doing. There's always a reason. She's passion always for public always, service and passion for and always, community like, concern building. And, and always, yeah. she would always have, like, moments like, oh, am I doing the right thing here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What does this look like? Is exactly. This, is this having the attendant effect or not? Mm -hmm. Um I kind of miss that show. Yeah, I do too. And fat Pratt. I, God, I miss a fat. I miss a funny Pratt. Yeah, I never saw Guardians too. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah. he, I feel like now he gets to be. A, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> um, yeah, he's sly. I'm, I'm Space Lord. Uh, uh, that's the guy's name, right? I think so. Star Lord. Star Lord. Who gives fuck? a shit? It's the dumbest thing ever. It's like <laughs> I'm cool, and then I make quips like. He was, he's so good at playing a dumb character, and that's right. such talent, and I wish now Hollywood he just let him have that talent. Right, now he has to be Indiana Jones all the time. Exactly, what? fuck, any asshole with a script and a smile can be Indiana Jones. <laughs> Harrison Ford did it. Harrison Ford did it, case in point. No, uh, he's a good actor, but it's yeah. like, he's he's like, he's a grumpy old man. but yeah. he's not like a comedic actor. Right, right. Chris Pratt on Parks and Rec was like a comedic yeah. actor. It was like a force. He was a force. <laughs> bear force. <laughs> and it was a bear. We didn't like ruin Audrey Plaza. We had bear representation on TV. <laughs> I wish she could just straight up be funny again, too. I'm tired of like comedic I actors being on successful shows and then having to spend their time being hot. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, well, she's in this new uh, thing about like nuns or something. Oh, yeah. True that. That true looks that, like that. it's a real comedy. I don't know. That, true that. And it's got a uh, Kate M M McKinnon. No, the um, Oates from Garfunkel and Oates. Okay. And has like one of the greatest faces of all time. The uh, blonde one or the nope, brunette one? The brunette one. The mm. short Bob hair. They both have good. They both have faces that you could see in an Archie comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're pretty good. Uh, um well we've gotten severely off track yeah uh what were, oh that was fan corner that was fan, fan corner. corner i guess it was a lot we didn't do a lot of appreciating no we did a lot of, hey uh thank you for traveling all the way 
down the bay audio wise. Yeah. Because we know the struggle thank it is you. getting to the city. Um, um San Francisco. Thank you so much. Uh 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 when you go on the bar and it sounds like demon screeching. That's San Francisco. When you um take an Uber home because you don't want to drive in the city. That's San Francisco. Do 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 do. But usually a lift. Don't use Uber because it's. Bad. I couldn't. Two fast rhythms. Beats. Percussion. Melody. Strings. Wind. You were really doing it all. I wasn't helping at all. No, it's okay. Uh, I did see a headline, which I think is like not totally serious, but a little bit. But it was uh, Uber's search for a new female CEO narrowed down to three men. (laughs) That's where we're at. Yep. Um, Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, uh, that's. I wait. This this. Let's do. Are we rating? I don't oh, know, rating. Do, do we rate on two two person episodes? Let's. We, if we're gonna rate, let's leave it for the end. Leave it for the end. We kind of did a rating last episode. Yeah. I mean, I well, mean, I think the last this episode we're ending on. If you were to rate it, it'd be ten out of ten friendship. Yeah. Friendship. The, the friendship is so with Mako is like yes. it's always gonna max out it is probably the most anime thing ever as far as I've seen oh I actually was gonna say not so anime cause I oh. I feel oh. like the way the beats are are written in oh. these ones um uh, it's not paced like an anime it's not paced like an anime it's right. paced very much like a western cartoon they're all very self-contained yeah it's, it's like, got like a a, a, a tempo of a, of a western yeah. comedy it, like things progress technically but they're all like the stories are in that episode I see what you're saying. So it doesn't have the arc to it. Yeah. And it's It will develop arcs, don't worry. Right. Damn. I just Damn. figured if there was a fire hose level blood spraying out of someone's nose. Yeah, you know, that's then, pretty then fucking you, anime. You get five out I'm of gonna five give you anime. an eight in anime. <laughs> okay. Yeah, eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah. Excellent. Still pretty anime. Still pretty Good anime. job. Glad to see someone nail the friendship thing. Since we started the rating yeah. system, so so not yeah. executing on friendship. No, and we've things. had good friendship bonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess no, we just so we should we can go but retro rate those. <laughs> uh, cool. I have been, will be, am right now. Courtney Magleby. I am Cody Robson. 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 Robinson. Robespierre. And if I'm at a minor league baseball game, I'll be shouting. <laughs> I'll be shouting casual conversation. I'll be shouting cheers for the sport. I'll be shouting questions of things I I'll don't be understand. knocking into the microphone. <laughs> blowing it out. Hey everyone, want to thank you so much for listening and also really quickly want to credit Kevin McLeod for our music, Delightful D. I hope it was delightful, everyone. Also, if we're so lucky as to have this on iTunes, please rate and review. I assume you listen to other podcasts, so you should know it helps a lot. And if you don't, it helps a lot. I love you so much.